Welcome to the first episode of the Full Devotion podcast series. I'm Yoni Katz, and over the course of the next several months, I will be interviewing various rabbis to understand the famous mimer, Loisi Meshakela, which deals clearly with the question, does Hashem need our mitzvahs? My first guest is Rabbi Gershon Schusterman from Los Angeles, California, who is gracious enough to sit down with me and help me better understand the mimer. Before I begin, I would like to read a short excerpt from the diary of Rabbi Tzvi Hirsch Gansberg. Last Shabbos, Shabbos Mavarchim Adar, Shabbos Parshas Mishpatim, the Rebbe left his room at 12.35 p.m. and entered the study hall through the back door, taking his place at the head of the table which is positioned on the southwest side of the room. When his entrance was noticed, his chair was brought for him. After several moments, he began delivering the mimer entitled Leisim Shakela. As on previous occasions, before he delivered a mimer, the Rebbe's deep and intense feeling was noticeable and his face was white. The mimer lasted 55 minutes. While delivering it, he cried very much. On several occasions, he could not hold himself back and cried audibly. At one point, he explained as follows. It is written, I shall fill the number of your days. God grants every person a fixed number of days to complete his divine service. This applies not only to the days, even the hours and minutes are accounted for, and a person must perform the divine service necessary, using every moment to the fullest. This point should constantly be gnawing at a person. He should feel under strain and under pressure, contemplating what he could be doing to use this moment fully. When the Rebbe said these words, we could see that he was living them. He spoke them from the depths of his heart and could not continue speaking. He leaned his head on his right hand and cried for several moments. It is impossible for a pen to capture those moments. I ask God to allow that picture to remain in my mind for my entire life. What he says is that the in Avaida itself there's the Pratim and there's the Etzim Avaida. He calls it the Teitzah of the Avaida. The fact that you being over Hashem is no difference if you're dealing with a diktatash or different safe room or you're doing, dealing with uh, the most important uh, mitzvah. The mitzvahs themselves are very different from each other, but there's a core that goes through all the mitzvahs, and that is the part that connects to Atzvah himself. The question is, what does that mean, that the prateavoy, the, the details of the avoida don't matter? What, what are the details of the avoida? The details of the Avodah are that which distinguishes one mitzvah from another. In other words, Tefillin has a kavana for Moyachin Tzedakah, Moyachin Lev, and Shoroshes and Moyachin. Both of them have the core that Moyach is Meshubed one way. The lev is meshubed another way. Lehishtat to be meshubed to Hashem is the universal core of mitzvah tefillin. It is also the universal core of every mitzvah. Every mitzvah, and this is a big theme in Tanya, every mitzvah is to be committed to the Hashem, and every mitzvah, every mitzvah is not to go against Abraham's will. So therefore, you can even wrap mitzvahs, assay mitzvahs, lay together. You're an avid, whatever the master wants, 
That's what, that's what you are committed to do. Whether he wants you to, uh, to, 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 to schleifen diamonds to uh, polish diamonds, or if he wants you to bring him logs from the garage. Uh, obviously, one is refined and one is coarse. But if your sole interest is uh, commitment to the master and to fulfill the master's will, it's irrelevant what he wants from you. It's, it, it may be relevant to you. So if you want to be a tzaddik, and because you want your own fulfillment, sure there's a big difference between uh, studying Kabbalah and, uh, and, and, and uh, giving a nickel to a poor man. There are different planes. But if you have one, but in as much as the core of all mitzvahs and all of theirs is commitment to Hashem, if you can strip away everything else and just focus on that, all mitzvahs are equal. And that is, you know, it, it often says, if I see this, there are different levels. Uh, you know, what is the advantage of Nasa before Nishma? Why can't you say Nishma? Nishma Vanasa. I am committing that whatever you tell me to do, I will do. That's Nishma Vanasa. Because that, you're committed to the Ritzayin Hashem. One Ratzin wants one thing. I'm going to do that. One Ratzin wants something else. I'm going to do that. But the Ritzayinists are different. They plug into a different part within you. Uh, but you're committed. Nasa before Nishma means I am not committed to the Ritzayinists. I am committed to the Baal HaRatzin. Whatever he wants, I'm doing it. And then the Ratzin that expresses itself loses the focus on what the Ratzin is and the focus is retained on if that's what the Baal HaRatzin wants, I'm in. And that sounds very much like Baal HaRatzin sounds like Atzmas. And the individual and, and the commitment to the Ratzinus is the Elikus in Ishtalshus. And the Elikus in Ishtalshus, there are big differences from big mitzvahs and little mitzvahs. But when you get to the core of the mitzvah or the commitment to the Baal Ratzin, all mitzvahs are equal. Why did the Abraham create the world? Did he was, he, was he missing anything? See, the way the Mima phrases it is, is, is uh, the Abraham is not chaser anything, therefore you, in, you can't take away anything from him and you can't add anything to him. And now you can open another chapter which will take two hours to talk about. Uh, but but the, the, the core is that which we just learned. The core is there's nisava. Nisava is a desire. Lamaila in the person, it's lamaila meshalshos. In other words, when you want something because of seichel and midas, then the issue has uh, importance to you. A bigger thing is more important, a, bigger, a smaller thing is less important. Nisava it doesn't mean uh, 
it's important, it means I want it, which equalizes everything. That's why in the Basilagani, it's a stalakikar, the kuchabich, it's sevev kalam, which in this context would mean the gili of atzmas, which is mile mastalsis, omitsus ariko. So the Abishter, so we're stuck here in, in, but does he still want it? And if he doesn't get it, is he lacking? The answer is the Abishter is perfect. The Abishter wanted, this is putting it in my own words, high tape, uh, the Abishter's perfection, or the Abishter, more than perfection, the Abishter's absolute existence, that is what the definition of Atmos is not perfection. Perfection means he's the most wonderful. That's an expression of Ishtalsalus. The Abishter's essence is expressed in his absolute existence. Use the term mandated existence, Mechoyeva Metzius, absolute existence, Metzius Amiti, Boire is the the creator is the only thing that has any relationship to that, but the Abister's absolute existence. The Abister's presence, the Abister's existence needs to, in and of itself, express itself absolutely everywhere. He needs to? It needs to, in other words, that is what the meaning of Nesava is. The Nesava is that the Abister's presence should permeate everything, because that's the truth. The truth is that the Abishter is everything. Therefore, his presence should permeate everything absolutely. Not, not even Gili Lukus. It's the Gili Lukus of Mashiach, where the Etzim is Behizgalus. And in order to achieve that, in a, in a, that's how it existed before the world was created. The Abishter, before. All that existed with God and his absolute existence and his infinite potential. But, but you're saying he had that need before the world existed. Yeah, but we can't use the word need. The problem is the word need undoes this whole concept. Because? Because need means without it he's lacking. But you're, you're trying to say that he had... He existed that way, and he existed that way, but he didn't exist that way in an environment which can repudiate him. So he created an environment that can repudiate him, that's us, and he said to us, find in your core who I am, express it, and that will create an electric jolt from the very essence of Hashem to the Kabbalah soil and Iskafia that you're doing, and it will flash through all of the Shalashlis, and that will be Mashiach. But, but, you're, but you're still saying that there was this inner drive, call it desire, call it need, the, call it, call it whatever The problem you want. is we have no words to describe uh, for Hashem, who is, who is absolute and perfect and cannot have needs to, to, to address what was the purpose of this transition. So we use the term need, uh, but we don't phrase the need we, find to, we try to find words which the need is not a need. Nisava doesn't mean, see, again, need means I am lacking, and when I get it, I am no longer needy. Nisava doesn't mean I, uh, I'm lacking. Uh, nisava means it's a taiva 
of a type of recognition cautious. It comes from the Avistor's very core, that that core has to permeate everything because that is who the Avistor is. So if we can take time out of the equation, we'll say the true existence of Hashem is that he is absolute and his absolute permeates not only that which is transcendent, but his absoluteness permeates everything, even in a place where were there to be people, they would be challenged, have challenges to find God, because God would be hidden from them, and yet they would dig deep within themselves, and they would find God's essence in them, and that it, they would express it, and that will make it all one line, one, one arc from Axmas to Elam through Eskafia. And that's why so much of the of Hasidus and so much of the Rebbe's uh, Maimorim and so much of the Tachlis HaKavone is for Nisyonis. And the Nisyonis are partially for us to prove who we are, but the ultimate thing is because that is where Hashem's absoluteness is expressed even in an environment which he concealed himself from. And, and which means that his presence is beyond revelation, even where he is hidden, because, which is an anomaly, how can you be there and be hidden, and that only applies to Atmos, but in where he exists, and he is hidden, and human beings, you and I, through Escafia, we find God in our environment, and we make that paramount, and we live that way, even though we don't have the Giluim, that creates, that achieves closure. Except that in, in, since it goes through a shtalshalist, it takes on a structure, and it takes time, and 6,000 years, and golas, and all that stuff. But if you can take time out of the equation, this is the true existence of Hashem. Time, doesn't, time is irrelevant. So in his essence, that's where the desire, this desire lies. This, so, now, so now, what happened if the desire is not fulfilled? It... it, it the, the idea that it, it could not be fulfilled is impossible. It is absolute that this is... See, what happens right now, Abishter is here with his whole essence. He can't be concealed, lest us are him in it. The Giluim are absent, but his very essence is here. The purpose is to show that even in this world where he, where he is not revealed, we will find him. And when we find him, and, and do his bidding, and, and that permeates our mind and heart through our eskafia, then we achieve eshapcha, that creates the ark. Right, but I'm saying, let's say today, I don't put on tefillin. Does that affect him in his essence? It doesn't affect him in his essence, because you're going to do tshuva tomorrow and undo what you missed today. That's why, there cannot be anything lost, because God's plan is that everything will be regal alakos, and even, I don't know if you can say that about Averis, but there's a Ha'ara in the Sichas that even Averis are part of the master plan. Bottom line is, it is all part of the master plan. And the master plan has to play out in time. And it has to play out, for us to de- address this, we have to find words. And those words are stuck in time, and they're stuck in before and after, and they're stuck in the words of Giluyim and, and Helam, if Helen meant Atmos, we wouldn't be able to learn Hasidus. Helen means Helen. But un- underlying the Helen is Atmos. 
but it has to play itself out. And that's why he placed in us a neshama, whose etzim is godly, and he gave us bechira, which the core of bechira is the etzim neshama, so that that which the Abisher planned from day one will be fulfilled perfectly, and it, it's, not, it's not optional. It will be. It has to be. It cannot be otherwise. So to say that the Abishter wanted it and needed it and got it is putting, superimposing human terminology on the Abishter. It was meant to be. It was there all along. It just went through the process of Ishtalsalus until it burst through Ishtalsalus and took away the helm of Ishtalsalus and that's called Mashiach. That's why Mashiach is such an integral... Not, Mashiach is not a bonus. Mashiach is the truth. The hope from I'm not a Mashiachist, but Mashiach is the essence of the purpose of creation. That will reveal what all this was about. Retrospectively, it'll look beautiful. Right now, we're struggling. So, so just one last question then. So at the end of the day, let's say today's Shkia and Chas I forgot to put on tefillin. So I don't necessarily have to feel so bad. You better feel bad because you were created in a world of Giluyim. And your Avayda is to permeate your Giluyim with Avavira. The day that you didn't have Avavira is a flaw. Yeah, and you have to do Tshuva. You have to do Tshuva and I have to do Tshuva. It, I have to do Tshuva because I feel how bad it's affecting him. All this, all the Chesreinus that we do are in Ishtashlis. The, the Chesreinus don't transform the essence. I thought you were just saying it does because it's an essential desire. Because, because you will do tshuva. If you can take time out of the equation, okay. uh, which therefore means you have to take Ishtashlis out of the equation, but if you could take that out of the equation, uh, at the day Mashiach comes, it will have meant that all the flaws that took place during Golos and during the Shit Al-Fishni, the Hava Alma, are now rectified, and everything from Hashem's very essence to Tachtis HaAsiyah is all permeated with God's absoluteness. And that somehow will straighten out, the, the Giluyim will become aligned as well. So, so how does that answer the question? Does, does, you're saying the Prateyavoy that don't matter, but the Tetzah matters. The Tetzah matters. So, the Tetzah is the, the Giluyim HaAtzmas, and the Tetzah is will be fulfilled. It's not optional. Even though in words we have to use before and after, Nisava, and then the Taiva gets fulfilled, but those are words. But in we have to then abstract the concept from the words and say, there is God's essence, and God's essence is here and will be in time fulfilled in its utmost. And we're going, we should be exactly to see it.